God bless America. Land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. Through the mountains, to the prairies, to the oceans, white with foam. God bless America, my home sweet home. <laughs> I think I fucked up the lyrics in there. You did. I said through instead through, of from. Spoiler alerts. Uh, Christopher Walken kills himself at the end. Nostrovia. <laughs> fucking A. Welcome to Syndication. The only podcast that's been in the shit and back again. Hometown Boys, Rolling Rock, and Russian Roulette. This week, we're discussing the controversial 1978 classic, The Deer Hunter. I'm your host, Tyler Young. With me are two people that are usually here with me. I'm one of those people, and my name's Devin. That's true. Yeah, oh. I'm one of those guys. You're Ellis, not the same? Right? That's my last name. I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Island? No. Mm, yes? No. <laughs> that nickname never stuck. I tried to get everyone to call you Ellis Island. And... It's, too, it's, it's too many words. Yeah, I guess. Nicknames have to be shorter, you know. Hey, Alice Island. I don't know. I think it rings. I think it has a nice ring to it. It's got no ring to it. No. I don't hear any ringing. Mm. I hear the dead silence. Hey, there's a third guy looking at us weirdly like he wants to join in the conversation. Uh, oh, no, I'm good. Hey. Hey. Oh, who's this guy? Hi. What? What's your name? Huh? Yeah, who are you? Oh, I, I guess I have like PTSD or something. I can't. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's Matt, by the way, in case anyone's wondering. Matt something last name. I'm just going to stare blankly at you like Christopher Walken did. That's your last Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we did uh, we did the deer hunter this week. But before we get into it, what are we drinking? What I asked myself because I picked it this week. Yeah. You picked it. Yeah. So what are we drinking? We are this- all drinking Rolling Rocks because I hear it's the best beer around. I also heard that. This is a good one. I didn't even know this was a real beer. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. I feel I've, like I've seen it before, but I don't know. I don't think I've ever had it before. It's actually pretty good. I've had it. I've known about it my whole life. I didn't think it was that like unknown of a beer. the The first place we went to, the first uh, liquor store, didn't have it at all. Uh, we and they were the one. biggest liquor store around here. Yeah, very surprising. We had to go hmm. to a smaller one. Hmm. But uh, yeah, because they drink it all over the place in the movie and talk about it specifically. <laughs> like, hey, you should get a. I'll get you a Rolling Rock. Best beer around. It's the best around. <laughs> it is the best around. It's pretty good because it's all you guys have in your apartment right now. Yeah, we have a bottom That's shelf not full of Rolling Rock right now. We have now. two Yingling uh, left, and we have a hole on top of the fridge, all of the leftover stuff from all the other episodes, all the other cocktails we made. Oh, We're nice. gonna have an arsenal by the end of this. Arsenal well, of liquor, also called, <laughs> called a bar. <laughs> Uh, so, Matt, (laughs) the look of like shame and disappointment on Devin's face is priceless. (laughs) What shame? (laughs) Because your arsenal of fear turns out to just be a bar. (laughs) I know what a bar is, Tyler. Are we saying Arsenal because like a war movie, right? That's that's what you're going for. Yep, that was the plan the whole time. Yep, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Matt, yeah. Why did you pick Deer Hunter in this episode? Uh, I think I said it a little bit last time. Uh, my dad has like famously picky taste in movies, um, and he's always said this is his favorite movie, and I've never seen it. Hmm. So I wanted to see it. That's this is his favorite movie. This is his favorite movie of all time. Would you like to take this time to like thank him for <laughs> influencing you to fit this movie? Or do you want to say, hey, Dad, what the hell? No, I, I liked this. Did you guys Did not you? like this? Oh, you liked the movie. Ha ha. Really? Tyler I- was uh, predicting your feelings on it, and he thought you were going to hate it. Yeah. He oh, said no. it a bunch of times. No. Like in awesome. the middle of the movie, I'm like, Matt's going to hate this. Yeah, he did. I actually I thought, I, this is funny. In the middle of the movie, I thought, I bet Tyler thinks I'm going to hate this. Really? really? Because, and tell me if this is why you thought it, it spends so much time sort of meandering on non-plot related things. Meandering yeah. was the word I had in my head right before you said it. We but, just yeah. took your exact critique from the last movie. <laughs> from no, all the movies here's, that we've done. here's the difference, is that I always felt like it was definitely slow-paced. Mm-hmm. 
Some of the three hours I definitely felt. Mm. Um, I felt most of them. But it always felt like when we weren't doing plot stuff, we were working on characterization or theme. It never felt useless. It always felt like it had a purpose. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it. We'll, we'll dive into all this because I do not understand the way your brain works. That's what I've come to figure out. Either way, I would like to say thank you, Dad, for uh, recommending this because I enjoyed it even if they didn't. Thanks, Matt's dad. What's his name? Come on. Uh, Randy. Randy. Thanks, Thanks Randy. Randy. Last name. I'm staring forward because I have PTSD. <laughs> uh, Randy PTSD. Yeah. So this movie is about three hometown boys from Pennsylvania uh, working a steel town. They, uh, a refinery, I guess, is where they work. Yeah, steel plant of some yeah. kind. Blue yeah. collar workers, you know. They like to hang around, uh, be shitty to their loved ones. <laughs> Uh, maybe smack around a wife or two. I don't think I forgot that scene in the movie. Thought it was real strange, real fucking weird. The one with um, Meryl Streep. Uh, well, there was that. I mean that 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 there, I will say that one bothered me because that was a thread that just never got picked up again. There was no point to it. Yeah, totally useless. To, like many scenes in this movie was totally useless. I don't understand why it was in it. Um, uh, and then uh, John Cazale, um, the one friend who had the gun the whole time. Oh, uh, what was his name? It was an S, right? Shane Scott Sam. It was weird. Sally Stan Salbert Stan Stan Stan. It was Stan. Stan. Yes, it was. Was it Stan? It was Stan. Definitely. We got there. (laughs) Uh, he punched that girl on the dance floor, and everyone's like, "Hey, what? What the hell?" And then she got up. She's like, "Oh, you kind of hurt me right here." And yeah. he gave her a kiss. Like, D- what the fuck just happened? That yeah. was very. That odd. was weird. Knocked her off of her do feet. Do you do you know what the nature of their relationship was? Uh, I think he was trying to sleep with her. Yeah, she was just some girl, though, right? I don't know. Like they weren't they weren't married. It or anything, did not like. seem like they had a pre existing relationship prior to that wedding. Yeah. Well, because then even later on, when, which makes it weirder, I think when Mike comes back from the war, he's like, "So what about this girl right here? Do you, do you like her? You know, right? Uh, do you think yeah. she's attractive? No. <laughs> <laughs> do you think she's intelligent? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing was also weird. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so they they they're in Pennsylvania. They're blue collar workers, and then uh, three of them they they have like this whole going away kind of thing they all have one last hurrah one last deer hunt uh and then one of them gets married and then three of the main characters go off to vietnam they're drafted in the war uh they go through absolute hell were they drafted i thought they volunteered uh actually i'm not sure to be honest I don't recall them specifically mentioning them being drafted i i don't think they say either way i just assumed because it was so celebratory Mm. It seemed like they had volunteered and they didn't seem upset about going. They were a little worried. Some of them were like Christopher Walken's character. Uh, n- what Nick? Yeah. yeah. Nick was obviously nervous, um, yeah. but it didn't seem like he was unwilling. You know what I mean? I think they all had some kind of like sense of patriotic duty, but I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's unclear if they volunteered or if they were drafted, but in any case, way. they go off to war. They experience like the worst, version of vietnam you can think of yeah cut to vietnam in the middle of that shit yeah uh they're they're captured they're pow's they're almost killed in a crazy game uh of forced russian roulette with all the prisoners uh and then they escape and two of them come back and one doesn't and then it shows the life of like the fallout from all of that um Mm. in the hometown uh and eventually Mike, our main character, um, Rob De Niro, has to go back. Well, that doesn't have to, but he goes back to Saigon to get Nick because he never came back. He went AWOL. Uh, and it turns out that he's been playing Russian roulette for money ever since the war. And uh, at the very end, kills himself um, in a game of Russian roulette when uh, Mike's trying to get him back. He comes back. They all have a funeral, and everyone kind of like just reflects on everything that kind of happens, even though most people don't even know. They sing God Bless America and the movie ends. And I was left (laughs) with tons of feelings and nowhere to put them and uh, didn't, couldn't say like I necessarily enjoyed the three hours of that fucking movie that I saw. Um, 
But I, I definitely there were moments of brilliance in it that I really like. It, it I'm could glad have, I saw it. It could have done with some trimming. Even uh, I'll be the first mm. to admit that. So like, at like first, half of the movie could be gone. Like an hour and a half, I think would have would have worked. So I think too. at the beginning there was a lot. At first, it really annoyed me how long the wedding scene was going on. Oh my lord! Um, but I think there's actually a lot of value in in letting that play out because it gives you like a really solid like before picture. Mm-hmm. It was um, a half an hour long. That wedding that scene. wedding scene was half an hour. Thirty minutes of mm-hmm. a wedding scene that was not planned before it was filmed. By the way, that was a real Russian wedding with really? real Russian people who were actually drunk. And basically, the director was like, "Let's just have a Russian party for five days of just doing this with no <laughs> script, no nothing. We're just going to do everything by the seat of uh, by the uh, seat of our pants." Wow. There's a point where. Um, Stan grabs Mike and they're mm-hmm. kind of dancing and they both fall over because that really happened because they were really fucking exhausted because that was on the fifth day of just partying with all these Russians. I mentioned that, right? When they fell over and I was like, that didn't look scripted. That looked yeah. like the, he just actually collapsed. None <laughs> of that was scripted. Everything that happened was pretty much real. Wow. You know? That's wild. I mean, it's definitely, it was definitely a choice and I, I think you can argue it either way. I get the point. Right. I get that they wanted to paint a clear picture of like before, during and after, which like it felt like three almost like three movies because of that. It was really effective at painting those portraits. But you could have done that in 30 minutes total, not like 30 minutes of a wedding scene, which was after like another 45 minutes of them, like just chilling and getting drunk and then going on a hunting trip. If you could have cut the wedding scene all together, be like. All right, we're gonna get married, and then well, we're throwing rice at them, and like maybe like one yeah. quick scene of them getting drunk and falling over. That's it. We don't need the entire fucking ceremony. I liked that the wedding scene was long because I liked the small nonverbal character moments. There were lots of looks, lots of interactions, and because there's no real plot, you... that went where? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, it teaches you how they were, so that when you see how they end up, you have a clear sense of like the path, like the 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 effect that Vietnam had. But here's what I'm saying is like I agree with you that all the stuff of the actual party, it's like all the scenes with the friends I liked. The scenes with like uh, Mike just sort of staring at uh, Nick and uh, I forget her name. What's what's um, Meryl Streep? Yeah, what's her character's name? Uh, Linda. 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 I liked all those scenes that paid off later of him staring at the two of them. I liked. I, I I even liked like the drunken belligerent I mean, okay, stuff. Okay, so let me ask that one then, as a just as a for instance, why did you like that he like their love triangle meant what to the movie? It's a good question uh, that I'm not sure I have a good answer to, uh, and this is why I like to watch them more than the day of. I mean, um, I don't I don't understand where that went. Like she like they both loved Linda. She seemed to like Nick more. The Nick never came back. And like, I don't understand what the point of any of it was. I mean, I got it. It seemed to me that it was just like, this is what's happening. And it's just messy. And there aren't any like clear answers, which I'm fine with. But it was so fucking much of that. It was right. so long that at the end of the movie, I'm like, what was the point that? War is bad, and we shouldn't have been there as a country, and it was really muddled. Like, I guess well, so. No, I mean, <laughs> I think war is Russian roulette, right? Mm. That's like the central device. There was By the way, it never actually roulette. happened in, in uh, Vietnam. Oh, really? Yeah. This this film, I, I said it in the top. Like, I, I called it controversial, controversial for a reason. Like, Russian roulette, there was never any one documented case of Russian roulette ever happening in the Vietnam War. That's why it was controversial. And the fact that it was very, like, look at how, like, brutal and, and un, like, inhuman the North Vietnamese were mm. and, like, showing them as, like, you know, the enemy, the others that, like, the heroic Americans had to come in and... Brr, brr, brr. Like, it, it looked, you know, I'm not saying I agree with any of, like, those views, but that's why, like, part of it was, like, yeah, none of this was real. Like none of that happened in in Vietnam, <laughs> you know. Like the the but I, they I, weren't that brutal. These games weren't going on, you know. Like it wasn't that inhumane, shit like that. Like maybe along those lines could have happened, but like the whole central theme is made up. 
Right. But I think Russian roulette is just like, it's an artistic microcosm of, of what I think they see war as, right? Like it's, we, it's it's ultimately uh the, like you can't find meaning in it it's random right it's like it's random um which i agree with and which yeah like you, you take it it doesn't either like a realistic like anchor to make it any less true you know? yeah that's what i'm saying like i i don't mind even if that's not historically accurate um because I think it's trying to say something larger about the war or all wars and it finds that to be a useful device. Like I don't have an issue with that. Me personally. It was a big theme in the film. Yeah. I mean, they mentioned it a lot. Yeah. I mean, it was a central, it was the spine of the entire Vietnam plot. It's the whole reason that Stan even had a pistol in the first place and they kept asking why. He's like, in case, like, oh, it's because it's going to be a plot point later on in the movie. I called it like like an you hour did. before it happened. Like, this is <laughs> like, going to be played in Russian Roulette. Someone's going to do Russian Roulette with that. <laughs> yeah, and it happened. Which also, why did that happen? And there was no yeah. fallout from that. Well, Other I, than to I, show that, like, oh, Mike's tapped now, you know. I saw Stan as, like, like, false masculinity like bravado yeah and stuff like he's play acting with a gun but he's never had to point one at his head and pull the trigger and mike was upset by it right it's like it, it was to contrast um like actual violence with like this play acting violence that you saw in the first act i also think it's why stan punched the girl out right like i think he was just made to be like this small man that wanted to play it being big so that when we had the context of like actual fucking disasters, you could look at Stan and see him as the small man trying to be big that he was, you know what I mean? Sure. But I think it was the entire movie for me, like that point in particular was just a microcosm of like, I see what they're trying to do in the movie, but it's so messy and it's so bloviated and it's so disjointed that like hmm. we need a, we need a fucking director in here. Like by the way, <laughs> the director of this movie is is a, is a fucking weirdo. Like he he made he, up lies about his background when what? he was writing the movie. He made up this this whole thing that he was in the military and was in the Green Beret and like all made up. It was lies. Like it was research. Like nope, didn't happen. Uh, That's they, very strange. They never consulted any Vietnam War vet for anything in this movie, and none of them has any combat experience. They just made shit up for the movie. And bef- this o- this one movie is the director's like only good movie. Everything else is bombed like crazy. He bankrupted a studio with his third movie. United Artists bankrupt <laughs> because of yeah. And this movie also went super over budget over time. Uh, there's a whole lot of problems during the filming of it. Did it do well? This movie did well, but I'm saying like I think it was a fluke, and I think the whole lot of people put a whole lot more into the movie and think it's better than it really is. Mm. And it shows that this director couldn't make a good movie. And this is the only one good movie, and I think because people put too much into it. So like what what you were saying about you know what me and Tyler were commenting on as being excessive scenes, mm. right? As you saying like oh it's points illustrating, you know. Uh, what they were like before in contrast for what they are after um, and during. I think it does make that point. And I think it makes that point fairly effectively, but I think that also detracts from it as a film for me. Um, and the same thing with, uh, with a lot of the other small plot points that are just messy that never really got tied up well, right? Like it's fine if, if you're making the point that, you know, it's messy and it's complicated. That's that's okay. I get that. But I think it also detracts from it as a film. Because there was a couple of points where I'm like, I don't I don't understand. Are these guys, like, are is Mikey and Linda together? Or I thought she was in love with Nick. Like, I don't understand what's happening. Why is this complicated? No one's talking about it. There's, like, weird plot threads that I don't understand why it was even, why it was in the movie. Like, Nick, when, when Nick was finding out about the the Russian roulette games happening outside of like the actual like POWs and stuff. Like it was just happening in Saigon um, with, with the, the people there. Yeah. And it's like the moment that he kind of like gets pulled into it by that French guy. 
And he's like, oh, I need to get one of those elephants. You know, like right before that, he's like, I need to get one of those elephants. And then, you know, however much time goes by, who knows? Because the, the movie just keeps fucking jumping time. Uh, he's sending elephants and money back to Stevie, back to Steve. One, why? Two, why elephants? It's so we know it's from Nick. We know it's from Nick. Does Nick even know that Steve's alive and where he is? How is he finding him? How did he get that shit back to him? Why is he if he's so far gone that he can't like he can't talk like like respond back to any of his friends and family? He can't come back. He's so far gone yet he he has enough wherewithal to send money to his yeah his friend his decision to stay and play Russian roulette for money. Like I get the explanation from the French guy. I don't know if we ever learned his name. Um, you know, when he was saying how it's like nothing after war, you know, Russian roulette is, 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 is just a game. It's like nothing after, you know, what you've experienced over here. Um, but then he was just I like, guess. okay, I guess I'm doing that forever. <laughs> like it was so, such a switch of character all of a sudden that they never really talked about until he came, until uh, Mikey came back. And there was no moment before his turn to start like doing that for his life that informed that there's nothing like in his character that makes sense. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense yeah. that he would go off and do that. Like none of it. I don't understand. Like he was a totally different person before that happened. And moments before that, he still was like, he saw that guy and he thought it was Mike from behind. Right. So he was still like there. You know what I mean? It's not like he was, <laughs> what moment was this right before he finds the Russian roulette area. Um, he's, oh, he thinks he sees Mike. He sees a guy from behind. He yells Mike and pulls him around. He's like, Oh, sorry. I thought you were someone else. I don't, I don't, I don't think I that, that happened. That definitely that. happened. Because I remember he shows up there. Mike is there, but he doesn't see him. This is before that. Mm-hmm. There's only one scene where he sees a Russian roulette happening. Mm, I'm 99% positive. Well, there was the forced Russian roulette scene when he was a POW. Then he finds the Russian roulette happening. We can go back and look. I mean, sure, but... <laughs> All right. In, in any case, like... Future, future title will sort That scene out. happened in the movie. <laughs> I know that scene happened in the movie. I don't know exactly when it happened, but that scene happened in the movie. Okay. In any case, okay. like there, there's nothing in Nick's character before that turn that made me go like, oh, shit, so now this is happening. Okay. So Because he was X, he's doing Y now. Got it. And it's like, no, for me, I'm like, why? Why would he do that? And then he sees Mike. He can't even recognize who Mike is when he's standing in front of his face. He, he's like so far gone, yet he can still send money to his friend that he somehow found out where he is when Mike didn't even know. I also have no reference for how long he was there. Right. I have no idea how long he's been doing that. So like no one aged. I, I Stan got a mustache at one point, so I guess that's the passage of time. Time has passed. <laughs> <laughs> how long does it take to grow a mustache? <laughs> I agree with you, but to play devil's advocate, um, Nick, at the very beginning, when they like took the car around the side of the truck in that really dangerous maneuver... Like in the very opening beginnings of the movie, when they're leaving the foundry, going to the bar, mm-hmm. uh, Nick was the one goading Mike into doing the dangerous move. So he he has he's reckless, uh, and he also hmm? which move is this? It, it's they're driving from the foundry to the bar at the very beginning. Yeah, and there's like a truck, and uh, and Nick or uh, yeah Nick hits Mike as he's driving, says pass him on the inside, and so they like go around. And sort of like bump the truck and then go around and like pull a U-turn in front of it. I don't even remember that one either, but... I remember that. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. He's kind of a thrill seeker, but He's a bit of a thrill seeker. And then number two is he did... The first thing he did when he walked into the bar at the beginning of the movie was put a bet on the uh, sport game on the television. So he's also a gambler. So I agree with you that I don't think the Nick arc worked after the hospital in Saigon. Like nothing if, after he left. Nothing at, So like Christopher Walken did that really great scene where like he couldn't remember his own parents' birthdays. That really. That was good. That was so powerful of a scene. It like, was really, really excellent. It was amazing. And nothing after that really worked for me for Nick. So I think that's a big thing for me in the movie. I loved everybody in this movie. I thought they all did an amazing job with what they had. Yeah. I think the director sucks, you know, and I think he doesn't know how to edit because I think he's narcissistic and thinks the movie is way bigger than it needs to be and way too important than it was, you know? So long. 
I think that's so a valid reaction to it. It's not the one that I have, but I totally see the validity of what you're saying. I see a good movie in it. In fact, I, I'm I'm glad I watched it. I had a, I had a good time overall watching it, like digesting it as it like when it's not in real time of three hours of watching it, you know. Yeah. But like yeah. as a, as a whole, I think it's a good movie. <clears throat> the first act had a lot of funny moments, a lot of really cool character development. The oh, second act, it. when they were in Vietnam, had a lot of really fucked up moments that were, you know, I really thought the intense. Whole, the whole Vietnam arc was it's incredible, really good. Yeah, and I also. Agree. I keep saying this in, in our in our shows, but like there's something about older movies like sixties and seventies where like those action scenes, like you're seeing everything happening in real time. Like Oh, uh, the one where they just straight up clearly shot a deer and then filmed it dying. I mean that's was they just uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, but like they just filmed someone hunting. That happens every day. Yeah. You know. All those hunting scenes, I you know, I'm a sucker for mountains. That they're like my Beautiful. spirit home, but like all of those were amazing. Yeah. Oh. We kept so saying nice. it too. Yeah, while we're watching, like Ooh. I couldn't get over it. <laughs> Is that the um, Appalachia? Like, no, it's not. That had no. to have because they're in Pennsylvania, so I'm guessing they're driving up to like the Adirondacks or something. Okay, That's I, I didn't know where they were precisely, but yeah. Also, did you notice them splicing in what looked like real footage from Vietnam? Yeah, it looked like it. No. Is that what that was? You didn't notice that? I didn't notice in particular. Mm. There's like significantly grainier scenes like peppered in there yeah in the war scenes were like this was like a completely different camera and a completely different like and none of the actors are in it right it's like always like you know farther shots where you can't see it's like a helicopter exactly what's going on getting out yeah it was interesting i don't but know like the scenes were like they're why? they're in the pow camp like people are like throwing each other around dragging each other across like wood planks with like bare feet and shit and like throwing each other into pits and uh the scene they're on the log they like they're like sitting on a log and like dunking their head. The actors' heads are going underwater while they're talking and crying and screaming at each other. And then a helicopter shows up and they're cli- like, "Oh yeah, they that one climb was crazy. from that the log cool. onto the bridge." The actual actor, you see Rob De Niro like in the river climbing onto this bridge, then grabbing onto a helicopter and hanging off. Like I don't know how they did it. It looked like they just fucking did it. The, the, so like that scene where like Robert De Niro gets his legs up and then they're in the way of Stevie's. Yeah. And then he's like reaching down with his legs, trying to pull Stevie's I legs up. And I was like, that looks real. I don't yeah. know if they planned this. Like, I think Robert De Niro just did that. Mm. You know, there's I a lot mean, of scenes where from I'm what like, you were saying about, you know, the direction of the wedding scene, I would bet that they did a lot of that for a lot oh, of the film, I, the entire scene of that. One. Oh, for the whole film. Well, for a chunk of it, at least, I'm sure there was, you know, a, a good amount of improv in that <laughs> movie. <was> that <laughs> one, that one guy, uh, Axel or whatever, he like throws a piece of like ham at uh, at Stan, and yeah. he just catches it and then starts eating <laughs> yeah. it. Like, that just happens. That yeah. was definitely not planned. You can't plan that. <laughs> also, can, also takes... dunking it into the biggest jar of mustard I've ever seen, <laughs> and then just eating it like a fucking animal. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you that's why there's so many great scenes in this movie. Yeah. Right, is because you have really good actors in the film that are not really restricted, if that's the case, right? If they're just like, all right, here's what we're doing, do it, you yeah. know? I think they had an amazing screenwriter. They had amazing actors um, in, in the whole movie. Great cinematography. It's just they didn't know how to edit. Like, the, the it's the director, man. Like, I feel like he bogged down an otherwise, like, masterpiece of a movie by leaving too much in. You know, uh, let 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 things just drag way out, and also, I, I don't really see and and I can't believe I'm saying this and you're not, Matt. Like, what is the point of the movie? Like, what's the theme? Where's the arc for everybody? That like, here's what home life is, and here's what like like war's hell is. Is that the movie? War's hell. War is Russian roulette, is what I would say. But yeah, I mean, so, so how is war? Russian roulette. Elaborate. Yeah. Uh, war is hell. You can still define what war is, right? Like, there's still a sense of, like, cause and effect. Whereas, like, Russian roulette is just pure randomness. It's, there's, there's, like, you, there's no point in looking for a point. But, I mean, I would argue that war does have a point. You know, it's for advantages it's for f- 
fighting against, you know, ideologies or or land or or religious, you know, beliefs or whatever. Yeah, well, I think in particular this one's about Vietnam and even more than that, I think it's about what war is to individuals, not what war is to mm. the country. Especially if you're drafted. Especially if you're drafted. Um because like it's three young boys who go off. They're clearly like excited. They're talking to that Green Beret at the wedding about you know we're joining the Airborne. Like what's it like? I hope they put put us where the fighting's the worst. I really like that scene too. And um, the guy's just like, fuck it. That's all I can say. Yeah. You know? And they're belligerent when he won't like, you know, get on the same page as them. Um, like they have clearly some idea, and and it's like it's also the, so like the it's called the deer hunter right like the hunting is is relevant and i'm still trying to sort out what i think it means normally this is you know i take a day or two to do this um but like it's significant that uh mike spends so much time talking about one shot you take down the deer in one shot okay so he believes in this the the sun dogs you know like he believes in meaning and and that and that violence can have meaning or that it can be done in a right way. And at the end of the film, he doesn't take the shot on that buck. Mm-hmm. You know, the one shot ends up killing his friend. Um, it, it, there's something about how we try to imbue meaning into violence um, the same way that we try to imbue meaning into like luck. But at the end of the day, it's just Russian roulette. It's just random. Um, that's like, that's where I go with it. I mean, I saw what they're trying to like this. The second that they're, they're talking about hunting, like, Hey, we're going off on a big hunting trip in the beginning. And, uh, Robert De Niro's like, Oh, I'm gonna, he's talking about the one shot. I keep trying to tell everybody, I keep saying you need the one shot to kill the deer. You don't want to take more than that. That's, that's all it takes. It's the most. I don't know. It's the most humane. It's the most effective way. You didn't really killing. give a good reason for it, it's other just, than you have to. You just do it. Um, the second that he said that, I'm like, oh, I bet that comes back by the end of the movie. I hey. bet that's like a central <laughs> point because he believes in the one shot thing. And that, like, I honestly like when they started doing the Russian roulette stuff. I'm like, this is that movie like i know what this is i've seen the russian roulette scenes you saw uh, this from a uh, uh, once again it's always sunny once a, again yeah <laughs> it's it's another it's always sunny scene that i recognized from it's always sunny before the movie and then when it started happening I'm like this is that scene <laughs> well, oh my god <laughs> uh it's in season two uh when they decide like no rules in the bar is the most american bar ever where freedom of everything you can do it's a free bar and then Frank, of course, takes it overboard, and they're like, okay, you're scaring away customers. Go down to the basement, Frank. You can Anything goes in the basement. Do whatever the fuck you want. He's like, okay. And then at the end of the episode, they go down there, and he's got the glasses with one one of them's darkened, one of the glasses, and he's doing yep. the, you know, he's like yelling at everybody. He's got the gun, and he takes one, one bullet, and he puts it in the chamber and spins it, and he like hands it off to the other guy, and then they're all like, Mac and uh, Dennis are watching, like, what the fuck? And then the guy shoots himself, and they're like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Frank. And then now seeing the movie, like, oh, that's that's what that is. Oh, gotcha. I will say. But, I, but, but going back, what does the one shot mean? Like, what, what's that supposed to mean? So it's just, the, it's just the idea that violence can have meaning, right? That there's a right way to do violence. But then the movie says that's not true. Yeah, I think at the end of the day... I do struggle with how it ends because I don't think it has a clear message, but I also think the lack of clear message is the message. Um, how do like, you not is, hate that? This is just I, like eight and a half where I'm like, it's such a fucking cop out. Like, <laughs> lack of message means you didn't have a message when you made the movie. Like that's totally up, up, up on the ranks of something that you would be like, not okay with. Yeah. No, I can't if, you, if you remember <laughs> what I said when we were talking about Serpico, was that the film wanted to make a point, but then spent a lot of time not doing it. Okay. This is a film, and, and like, I even said... What was that point that they didn't make? Because my argument is that was about a real person's life, and so it didn't really need to make a point other than to show this is what this person did right. in the police force in the 60s and 70s. And I th- This is like a complete fabrication of a movie that should have a point, I guess. 
I think its point is that we have too many narratives about violence and war and that it is senseless, right? It is, it is directionless. It is, um, purposeless, I guess. Maybe that's too strong to say. Cause obviously like, I don't know. That's the thing. Like, right. When you reckon with, with Vietnam as a legacy, which this film was, you know, trying to do, mm-hmm. um, it affected so many lives, and and in the end, like we we didn't accomplish anything. We just killed a whole bunch of people. Well, yeah, because we just failed. Because I feel like there was a purpose. There's a reason for war. Otherwise, we just wouldn't do it. I think it's because of a lack of creativity. It's a lack of understanding other people's views and sides, and a lack of being able to come to some kind of agreement. So we decide, like, hey, we just can't get through to each other. We're just going to have to do it, whether they they agree or not, which means we got to do it by force, which means we got we to gotta kill some people to do this. Sorry. Like, w- it's going to happen whether or not they want it to, and they don't want it to, so we're going to do it by force, which means war. That's not good. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I think right. it has a purpose. There's a point to it. Just yeah. like hunting. Like, you're doing it to get food, you know? Unless right. you're just a hunter for fun, then it's just for sports. And whether that's good or not, there's still a point. I, I understand what you're saying, and I even agree with you on a personal level. I'm just trying to say, like, I think that's what the film's trying to do, is is Vietnam ended and, and, and we didn't accomplish any of the goals that we set out to accomplish, right? So it affected countless lives, American, Vietnamese, otherwise, um, and was ultimately pointless in the sense that we did not accomplish our purpose. But if we did, then there would be a point? I don't know. I don't know what the film's trying to say. I agree that the message is muddled. Because I say if you go into Russian roulette and you win, what's the point versus if you lose? In war and you win, like, say, World War II, I feel like we should have been there, and we did the right thing, and we won, and there was a point. I mean, you're winning for other people. Right. To, to stop an evil regime from gaining more control and killing more people, there was a point to that, and I think it was good. And not it's a good thing that happened it's a good thing that we stopped what happened with force you know and Whereas i think like russian roulette is like there is no you're going in for just for money for other people like i you i don't know i i hear what you're saying i think it's a valid criticism i i i don't think it's all about like war writ large. I think it's about the stories that we tell us about. I don't know. There's a lot of violence in lives. Maybe that's why that Meryl Streep scene was at the beginning, right? Could have been. Movie opens with some violence. Mm. Like it, it's, I think it's a film about Vietnam specifically. I think it's a movie about what violence does to these, right? Like even though only one character in this movie died, it affected all of the characters that we grew to know in this, right? Like the violence spread outward. And that was why it felt important to have the long scenes at the beginning because you don't just want to care about the three who go to war. You want to care about the entire community and network that they left behind so that when they come back or don't, you can see the effects, the rippling effects that those changes Right, because like Vietnam didn't just affect the people that went. It didn't just affect the three. It affected every character in a different way. And at the end, they all come together and they sing, uh, "What is it? God save America!" Or bless America. God bless America. And like, God save the Queen and God bless America. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that final scene was a little corny, but I also think that they. I don't think it was meant to be entirely patriotic. I think there was some like some some melancholy in there too that's how i definitely i i liked the performance on that last scene where everyone is is like like axel's trying to like you know get food for people and try to have some sense of normality and everyone is just grieving in their own ways and trying to hold it together for the group in large or yeah you know just for the moment and then they had that like that strange thing that happens um, that I've noticed anyway in like funerals that I've been to uh, where you try to like you're all sitting around and like all the ceremony's done now you're just kind of sitting and now like you're you're 
life afterwards has started mm. at that point and now you start talking and like no one really knows what to say like what's a normal thing to say here and then um oh god i can't remember her name uh steve's wife there uh angela angela yeah. she's like it's pretty pretty gray today pretty great day out you know and everyone just kind of like yeah who do you guys and think the dad singing. was huh who do you guys think the dad was okay so i was right that he wasn't the steve wasn't the father i don't know i mean i think it was pretty heavily hinted yeah that's what it seemed or like outright said I read somewhere that the director confirmed that Nick was the dad, but I don't know if that's real. I haven't seen the quote. And also, why? why? Yeah. Why was this a plot point? I don't know. Right. Like, it didn't... There's a good amount of time, like, on it that didn't really go anywhere. I don't see the point. Also, she had, like, a complete breakdown. She was not a functional person. So... Yeah. That so was weird, too. Steve lost his legs, and... Him and Angela just completely lost their minds. I get why Steve was having a hard time, right? But he was still like doing better than he thought than I thought he was, considering how he was in Vietnam. Did he lose control of his second arm as well? Like it seems like one of his arms was just limp. Maybe I didn't notice that. I, I didn't really notice either. But but yeah, with Angela, like what the fuck? Like she was like. She could like cartoon insane, like sitting there, yeah. like flipping channels on a radio station over and over and over again. Like for what, what, what happened to you? Like, and then was seemingly fine. Yeah. At the end of the movie. Right. <laughs> which was equally weird. Very strange. Yeah. Okay. You guys are bringing me around because I forgot how much like. And Steve just comes back, by the way. Like Mike's like, hey, you're coming back home. He's like, no, no, no. Well, <laughs> he's like, follow do your what, heart. Do, yeah. Do what your heart tells you. He literally like, <laughs> in that same scene was like, that no, was, like holding, holding yeah. furniture to like so not be pulled in. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> follow, follow your dreams, man. Just go with what your heart says. Like, what? That makes no sense. And I then he's just back. So <laughs> I kind of liked that just for the, I liked the echo. I liked that Mike saved him both in the war and after. Yeah. Right? Like that the same roles were echoing um, in their different time periods. I guess. Like, is Mike supposed to be a good guy? Like, I never really liked Mike. I thought he was kind of a shithead. You didn't like Mike? No. I liked oh, Mike. I liked Mike. I didn't like any of them. To I be thought honest. I did think Mike was gay for for Nick in, for the first wedding scene. I was I, disappointed they didn't go that way. I, I kind of feel like there movie. was like a love thing going on between the Dude, two of them. He's at one point he stares at uh, Linda and Nick dancing, and it just keeps cutting back and forth between him staring and them dancing, and then it cuts to a close up of. Nick's like uh, high school picture up on the wall or, you know, like the big banners they put up of like of of um, Walken looking like young and handsome. And it, so it like cuts from Mike's face, close up of Mike's face, close up of like dreamboat Christopher Walken. And I was just like, uh, is he just staring longingly at his like roommate want want to be lovers? You know what I mean? Like, it was weird. I also have a weird feeling that, like, so, not a weird feeling, but a feeling that, like, uh, you know, at the end of the movie, when Mike's trying to get Nick back, and Nick uh, shoots himself, like, I almost have a feeling that, like, maybe he did know who, it, that it was Mike the entire time. He's just like, fuck you, fuck you, I don't care, like, this is what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, and I well, cause think he had, he had drug tracks, right? Isn't that what was on his arms? He was doing shooting heroin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so he was out of it. Did, okay. I, I think my, my idea is actually going to go right out the window. Cause like, did Nick actually see Mike at the, when he first showed up in Saigon, um, and, and went to the, the first, like that Russian roulette game? No. I don't think so. Okay. It didn't play it like he saw him. I don't I think, think so either. Because that actually, the idea that I just had going is totally gone. Because I figured like if he saw him there, maybe that was why he decided to stay and keep doing that. Because he's like, this is the dude that I love and he's doing this now. Or or maybe not even love, but I feel like there was some kind of like romance there. But I don't know how Nick felt. I definitely still wonder okay. what Mike felt for Nick. Why was Mike there in Saigon? Yeah. Doing the Russian roulette games. That's a very they never good question. Asked that. Yeah, <laughs> I they was never showed that him as well. getting there or why, and he never explains to anyone. He was just there, doing what? Watching, watching Russian roulette. 
was he a part of it? I mean, he was complicit by being there. I mean, so I don't think he was participating because he didn't have on the red headband. Was he just blowing off some steam by hanging out and watching some Russian roulette? Like, he wasn't forced there, right? I, I think it's meant to imply that he was there for entertainment value. I'm surprised they were that He's into Russian hero? roulette after I didn't say he was a being hero. forced. I, just said I liked him. He was there for entertainment and then turns around and, like, pulls the trigger on a loaded gun on one of his best friends because his friend is being kind of, well, something like cavalier with a gun. It's like, only one sex loaded. Okay, yeah, he almost killed his friend. He would have murdered his best friend because he was being cavalier with a gun, that even scene, though he was there watching that very act being done for entertainment. That yes. would have been very interesting if he did kill his friend in that moment. Uh, that would have made it better. That would have been a yeah. very interesting scene. Yeah, I, I don't. I still don't get it. Like what? Oh, think. And then the theme of like bringing violence home from Vietnam with mm. you comes full circle. And they could have talked to the other guys into burying the body in the mountains. Rewrite it. See, that would have made sense because uh, it would have made sense why he was there in that first Russian roulette game like after he was forced to then yeah. go back and just hang out and watch it to be like, he's so far gone that now that like violence is part of his life now and this is how he gets off and this is like what he does. And because yeah, and if he killed his friend like that, then like, oh, he's now a bad guy. He's completely like just seeped in violence and he can't he can't rid it from his life you know right i i would yeah. do that they should have done that they should have stan should have died in the cabin in the mountains that would have been interesting that would have been a, i think that would have been a better moment um that would have been messed up but it would have been do you think he would well, have this done film <laughs> i mean it's like that's the point is that it's messed up sure um and and i think it would have been nice to have seen because i think what made nick's arc difficult to swallow for me at the end was that you saw so little of it in Mike and Stevie like Stevie's messed up but he doesn't appear to be violent and Mike just seems to mostly acclimate to life again like he does weird things but well he like doesn't go to the party right his welcome back party he right. like can't he I the way I interpreted that is he couldn't because then he just like goes to presumably a motel and yeah. it's just kind of like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then waits, you know, it's you know one on one with Linda. Yeah. And he can't really get intimate with Linda, whether that's because he's gay for Nick or because, you know, he's it's complicated. I don't because know. Because he knows that her and Nick were an item. I don't know. Maybe being with Linda is his way of being with Nick. Maybe I'm sticking with it. This is my head canon. Is he's gay for Nick. I kind of I kind of feel that way too. I think they both were in love but couldn't do anything about it. I didn't times I don't think Nick was in love. I never got that impression. I kind of feel that way. I f almost feel like that's part of why he stayed. But again, like he didn't see him at that game, so it's hard to say that, but I didn't pick up on that up until this moment. So I don't I didn't really watch any of the scenes with that in mind. Mm. My head cannon. Because there's a scene that like <laughs> fanfic. Robert De Niro, like Mike, like rips off all of his clothes and goes running down the street naked. And then Nick is the one to like, like be there for him and then start talking to him. And then like, hey, you're gonna like, if anything happens, you're gonna be there for me, right? Like, you got my back, right? Yeah. Mm. Also, who knew that Robert De Niro's peen was out in the world for people to see? I had no yeah. idea that yeah. he just like completely full frontal naked. <laughs> Jesus, in that movie. yeah, <laughs> unexpected, <laughs> running through the streets. <laughs> yeah. What a weird scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I it it. Um, I would have liked it if we saw little echoes of what happened to Nick in Mike, right? So like he was at that Russian roulette game, but if he had then played it again with Stan, or you know what I mean, like like actually played the game. Or, or something like that. I mean, he did play I the thought game. That was, I thought that was what was going to happen. I thought he was going to show up and like, like get his friends to play the game or some shit, or or, or like oh, show yeah, them how fucked up too. it is, and like maybe like rig it so there there is no bullet in there at all, and like forcing them to play or something like that to show like the kind of fucked up shit they went through. I don't know. Yeah, I would have thought you know, con considering that they were forced to play Russian roulette. Like that was a really intense scene. And then it seems so much more casual in scene was the other so renditions. Good. Yeah. 
Robert yeah. De Niro, as he did the final click, Ugh. was outrageously good. I thought all he's like of just them. yelling. Yeah. Oh, come on, come on. And then like him yelling at Christopher Walken, who's like crying and like can't pull the trigger. He's like, just do it, just do it, man, just do it. We're we're gonna get out of here. You're gonna make it. Just pull the trigger, man. Just gotta play the game. And he clicks it. You know, he he pulls the trigger and it clicks. He's like, all right, you made it, you made it, you made it, you made it. We're okay. And all he's right. like He's crying just... and laughing. He's like happy and like horrified at and the same so, time. So mad at his captors. You know, you can see the hatred in his eyes. You know, uh, that, De Niro that or Walken? De Niro. Oh yeah, man. He's like laughing. I love and that part where he's laughing s- and he's like, "You're gonna fucking die." <laughs> I'm going to murder you right now. Yeah, it's amazing. And then he does, and you're like, "God damn, this guy's a boss." And Christopher Walken's like, "I can't do this. This is insane. We can't go through this plan." It's like, it's either that or we for sure die. So yeah. might as well try something. You know, I loved it. I love that whole thing. Yeah, there's there so many parts of this movie that I loved. I mean, the, all but the Vietnam. Too many more that I didn't. You know, if if you took the Vietnam section out. And stuck shorter acts on either side. I think you'd have... Like, I honestly don't know that there's much about the Vietnam section I would change. I actually even liked most of the after stuff. I would like less courtship between Linda and uh, Mike. But other than that, I liked most of the after stuff. The the before stuff, I understand why it's there. Like I said, it worked for me, but I totally get why it didn't for other people. I didn't mind a lot of the... A lot of the the plot points that they touched on or the minor, you know, the subplots or just the, the scenes that they had that didn't go anywhere. Mm. Right. I just wish that they went somewhere. I wish there was reasons for them. Like there wasn't a whole lot of this movie that I didn't like. There was just a whole lot of this movie that felt like they didn't do anything with, you know, or had no reason for being there. Yeah. I think they just focused on the wrong stuff a lot where like, they spent way too much time on certain scenes like the wedding and the hunting scene in the beginning where like, yeah, it's fun when you watch someone like drive away and the buddy keeps trying to get in the car, but th- there was like five like full fucking scene. minutes of that. It like, was a long scene, but I thought it was funny. It was all right, but like, yeah, I get it. I get what you're doing. There's, there's, <laughs> there's a good relationship between them. They're all having fun. You're going to do like it to- again? You're going to do it again? <laughs> yeah, they like, did it again. Yeah, they just screw with each other. I get it, but can we please move on? Like. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I wish, uh, so, so, so getting into it, let's get into the ratings, right? Like, yeah, yeah like okay. There, Fair enough. Know? So let's start with you, Matt. Start so with me. So you picked it. I feel like you're kind of doing it, you know? Um, okay. So, uh, I'm going to give my explanation and hopefully that will help me pick a number. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so I, I, you know, I don't know if we've talked about this on mics before, but we've definitely talked about it. Just the three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to watch these movies a couple days ahead of time. Yeah. I like to let them percolate and try to, you know, think about it, make connections, stuff like that. I watched this this morning, um, which is the workflow that you guys normally do. Yeah. Um, and I really wish I had watched this earlier because I just get the sense that there's a lot that if I gave it more time, I would, you know, get more. It's a very heavy movie to process through. Yeah, it's and it's three hours. There's just so much damn material yeah. that like my brain can't sort of like you know like you, you, like you're in the shower and you're washing yourself and like your unconscious brain is like you know categorizing things yeah. and like making connections and like I just don't feel like I've had enough time for my my sort of unconscious mind to do that. So I I feel bad um, because I would like to I enjoyed it. Um, as much as you can enjoy something that is going out of its way to be unenjoyable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I wish that I had not given it a short shirk. Is that a phrase or am I making that up? Short shrift. Shrift. That's what I'm looking for. You shirk your duties and you short shrift. Short shrift. Um, I thought the cinematography, uh, we haven't really talked about it. I think you mentioned it at one point, but I thought, Cinematography was really excellent. Um, I uh, I go back and forth on the writing. I thought it was written well. It was acted superbly. The plot meandered. Um, I go back and forth on whether that's a problem for me. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give it an... Ooh, boo, 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 boo. So my highest is a nine. Mm-hmm. Eight. I'm going to give it an eight. Wow. wow. I liked it. 
I liked it a lot. I wish I had more time. I think that number might go up as time goes by. I think so. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I get the sense that there's stuff there to find and that as I work through it and find more sort of... Do you think maybe I, we should do a like... An update? Like, a, like, like a, a periodic like, okay, now it's been like 50 episodes. What do you think? Like, what are your best ones? What are your worst ones? Kind of thing. Would you like a re-rating? Yeah. Like, would you rebate some of this stuff after, you know, it a year? Interesting. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do like a, like a 25th episode where yeah. we rank... Like forget the number show kind of thing. Forget the number you gave it. Now give us your rankings. Maybe that as they stand now. Maybe that whole episode we don't even like watch a movie. It's just a hey, this is a like milestone episode. We're gonna just go back over like what we've done already. Let's put let's put a pin in that. Yeah, that could be good. All right, so Devin, what do you what do you think? What's your live development on the air? Yeah, (laughs) I like it. This one this one's tough for me because there's. There was so much of this movie that I really, really enjoyed. And there was almost equal parts of this movie that I really did not enjoy. Yeah. You know, it, it it's so long and there's so much material. It, it really takes you for a ride, <laughs> so to speak. So do you think, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, um, but I'm just out of curiosity. Like, do you think that it's something everybody should watch? I don't know. It's a good question. Mm. I'm I'm leaning towards giving it a five. Okay. A take it or leave it, right? I think there's there's a lot a lot to the film, and I do agree with what you said. I think there's a lot of symbolism and connections, you know, between the three main acts of the movie. I guess you could say, um, and I think there's more than I picked up on in my first watch, but there's so much downtime as well, and so so many. Uh, scenes that don't end up going anywhere or feeling necessary for me that it's it's hard to filter through all of that to get to the main stuff you know mm. um yeah I, I i thought the acting was fantastic oh, for yeah. a lot of the film i really think that's what made the movie um undoubtedly the strongest part absolutely yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I agree the writing i thought some scenes were written well i thought other scenes were just incoherent dialogue that didn't really tie into each other well um and uh, but with that said, a lot of that was made up for with the acting. There was a lot of unspoken dialogue, just in facial expressions sure. that I noticed, especially in, in the first part of the film before they leave. Um, like like you were saying, with the whole wedding scene, there's very little actual uh, talking going on, and, and they're really just telling it all with facial expressions. And You learn a, a lot about the relationships just by watching I do faces. agree with that, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think, I think I'm sticking with, with a five, you know, I'd say mm. take it or leave it. I, there's a lot to it. That's really great. Um, but there's a lot of stuff to, to weed through. Yeah. I don't think my rating is going to be all that <laughs> exciting just because like, I mostly agree with Devin. Like, yeah, you do. It, it, <laughs> I think I want to give it a higher <laughs> rating, like, a. am going to give it a 6.5. Cause I think, oh my God, it's, it, have you ever been the lowest? I don't think I've ever been the lowest, so. actually. Oh, my God. Sorry, go on. Normally, you're the I lowest. Think, <laughs> I think it's more of a take it than leave it, even though I don't think everyone needs to watch it. I feel like if you're really into powerful performances, watch this fucking movie. Like, it's it's incredibly yeah. well acted. It's like there, there are scenes where like maybe like even though I wasn't really along for the ride for the most part for the movie, there are some scenes where I'm like right there with Christopher Walken or Al Pacino mm-hmm. or... Albertino, Robert De Niro, or uh, Meryl Streep, where I'm like, these, this is incredible. Especially like we're talking about that the the POW scene, you know, with the Russian roulette was the most intense mm. thing I had seen in maybe ever, like in a movie, you know. But you said it yourself. You said this movie made me feel all these things, and I had nowhere to put it. And that to me yeah. is like an endorsement in a lot of ways. Is that like it gripped me? Like I felt things you know what i mean i felt i felt moments of things yes. and i felt things like periodically but then they were like huge like 45 minutes worth of like can we please fuck it's so hard because of that <laughs> yeah. you know because they were shots of this movie were like some scenes in this film were so good like top 10 good you know um but you just got to get there. <laughs> like there, there, there are moments when he comes back home where he's just like hanging out with, with Linda, you know, with Meryl Streep's character and like 
Then they keep like they're showing like the boat on the river going by, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. He's harder now that he's back, and he has a hard time like connecting with people. Like, can we please just see where, where the fuck is Steve? Where the yeah. fuck is Steve? That <laughs> frustrated me to no end. The so fact that long. they were like, "Where's Nick?" They Where's started. Nick they started the "Where Steve's Where is Steve?" plot line, and then they just dropped it for like three scenes. By the way, <laughs> in that scene, he says "Where Steve?" like twenty times. Where's Steve? Uh, where is Steve? Where's Steve? Where's Steve? But please, it, please, and then please they tell just me leave it Steve. alone. And I'm like, "Where is Steve?" <laughs> and then he doesn't. Then he like she writes something down. He's like, "Thank you." And then he's just like, "Well, good luck." And then he's Person like, well, actually, I'm not going to call instead. Not until like days later or just whatever scenes <laughs> he later. He tried to call and he couldn't call. Right? Like, I think there's a, a reason. Like, I get it. But it just took And then there's so like scenes and scenes and long. scenes. And then he does. <laughs> I get it. And I then there's scenes it. and scenes and scenes. And then he visits him. Like, oh, my God. Why, uh, why the call then? Just visit him. <laughs> like, after you couldn't call the first time. Then just visit. I thought he was not calling because he just wanted to show up right and see him in person and i was like that would have made sense to me but the fact that he didn't call oh. just to wait a couple of days and to call again later i forget mm. what happened something happened that like finally gave him the courage to call what was it wasn't it he like it was he and linda slept together and then he was looking out the window at the basketball court where he made the promise to nick and then he called Steve. Isn't that mm. right? Uh, I think so. I mean, that I sounds know. like it could be right. I don't remember. Yeah. There's a lot going on. That that to me was like, it wasn't that, I don't think they dropped that. Whether or not you enjoyed how they did it, I, I do think that was intentional that like he couldn't deal with what be, like talking to Steve was going to be. Like, I, I understand what they were going for. I just think I just didn't <laughs> like just, it. You just fucking hated oh it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know on, so. where. Like it doesn't. It like I get what they were going for, but like they were friends and they were in the war, and he wants to know where his friend is. He didn't even know he was back, and you're you're not gonna go look for him. That's not the first thing, right? Because what that are you, you do? See? What are you gonna see? I don't know, but he's your friend. Go see him. <laughs> I I understand get it. I understand the I I get what they're doing. I understand the hesitance, but we didn't need to see like twenty minutes of him hesitating before we saw where the hell Steve was or what he was doing. I thought you could have made the point in without forcing us to sit could through it De Niro working five it out. <laughs> five minutes worth of like 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 a thirty second scene of him trying to call and then hanging up like I can't do it, and then another like couple of minutes of him like hanging out with some other people, and then a few minutes later like a little bit of time has passed and days. And then he's visiting him, and it's a big emotional scene, and it's hard for him to do it. I mentioned, but it was like it was like thirty minutes of him <laughs> just hanging out with his friends. Yeah, again. I mentioned this to Tyler uh, before. It felt like like the three parts of the movie were were three like you know set stories, mm. and they were all told in real time, which is massive jumps in between. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's well, like that's what I meant. Like they 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 like focused on like a whole bunch of stuff that seemed really superfluous, and then they're just like, oh, and then this happened, this happened, this happened, and then the war, and then they're back, and then like whole, you're skipping over all the stuff I want to see, and then like lingering on the shit that it's like. Yeah, I know. War is hard, and it's hard when you come back. Like, I don't need to see thirty minutes of you like not being able to connect with your friends. That's really boring, <laughs> you know. Because it's you not talking, and your friends going, "Hey, what's wrong? Hey, what's? Do you know how many times they've said, yeah, hey, are, are you all right? Hey, what's wrong?'" To multiple characters <laughs> in the scene, like once they came back, like I want to say 50, 50 times of like, "Are you okay? Is everything all right? Hey, you don't look, you don't seem so yourself." And they're I, all like, yeah. yeah, I'm fine. I, yeah. I, I will agree that PTSD is not very cinematic. Hey, remember when you almost killed one of our best friends? <laughs> Let's all just go off to our other friend's funeral. Crazy. And, that was nuts. Let's never talk about it again. I, I understand that PTSD is not cinematic. And I think, well, I mean, I think it can be, right? But sure. I think they could have gone, I, th I felt like they could have done a better job conveying that message than just having you sit through it. Sure. I get why they did it. And I appreciate it for what it is. But I mean, it's like oh I was boy. saying earlier, I think that's a valid criticism. I, I think you can lay that at the feet of the movie and I don't I don't disagree with you. I, I personally experienced it differently, but like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Right on. I enjoyed watching the film and I'm glad I saw it. Um, it there was a lot of it that I, I, I really did like. Hmm. OK, so. What is the movie we're doing next week? We yeah, drum roll. <laughs> Are gonna do drum roll. Airplane. 
Airplane? Airplane. Oh, man. I have wow. never seen it. It's on a bunch of lists for a really influential film, and I've seen the cover on VHS tapes in blockbusters since I was a kid. So I would say, like, as far as comedies go, it's like if you're yeah. into comedy and you want to know where like a lot of stuff came from, you yeah. should see Airplane. That, that is seminal. I yeah. can go for a laugh. Absolutely. Ha ha. I, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> have both of you seen it? I, I have. Yeah. have s- I th- don't know. You don't know if you've seen it? I've definitely seen lots of parts of it. I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched it. Mm. Okay. I can work with that. Are you a fan of uh, Greek wrestling? It's it's for the movie. You guys will know. Don't worry. We'll get there. We're going to think this is hilarious next week. (laughs) Or weird and awkward. We'll see. Some jokes don't really age well in the movie, but... Most of it does. Most of it's really just easy slapstick kind of goofy shit. This is another one that I know uh, absolutely nothing about, with the exception that it's supposed to be like a funny take on like the disaster movies that were really popular at the time. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty much all I know. I think I recognize one of the people in it, but... I'm not going to explain it any further. Have we ever done an out-and-out comedy before? Like I, I know Rushmore, but it's like dramedy no that's a comma that's a a comedy it's a wes anderson comedy well all the drama is only for comedic value yeah i guess i'm like we haven't ever done slapstick comedy before no yeah we're starting now yeah i i think that's cool let's add it to our repertoire like as far as slapstick comedies go like this is the like part of the dna of it you know yeah yeah i'm excited yeah me too. I think <laughs> it's gonna be fun. It's a fun movie. Okay. It really is. And uh, it's probably not three hours long. Yeah, I almost picked. Ah, uh, shoot! What was another another the other title? Well, don't tell us. You can use it next time it comes around to you. Yeah. Well, I didn't pick this other movie I was thinking of because it was four and a half hours. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Thank you. <laughs> do, you do you guys know what movie we just watched? We watched, we watched the deer hunter. deer hunter. We watched the deer hunter. Deer hunter. It was a movie. It was really weird. <laughs> weird, weird. <laughs> it was tense uh, and also crazy uh, uh, and kind of funny, but mostly crazy and really dark. Weird. Dark. <laughs> dark. There we go. That's a better way. <laughs> See how I threw the Russian background in there? Yeah, that was good. Hey. What was his last name? Vrachowski? Ah. Yeah, they said it so many times. Nick? <laughs> no, no. His was oh, crazy. Oh, Mike? Mike. Sure. No, I, I don't remember. Yep. yep. They're all like, what, Rusin Americans? That's what they're all? Rusin. Rusin? I don't know. Yeah, Russian I think Americans? so. Yeah. Cool. We did it, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs> I'll miss you. I'll see you in your dreams. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hello. 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 So I'm going to give it an. So my highest is a nine.